In Revelation, the fourth chapter, and verse 11 is our golden text for this series on God-pleasers. He says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Our purpose, our goal in life is to please God. We've discovered that one way that we please God is through our service. Last week we understood that the fear of the Lord and walking in that gives God great pleasure. We want to look at another one today found in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15 and 16. He says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Now Hebrews thirteen fifteen talks about a couple of sacrifices. When he talks about to do good and to communicate, it has to do with giving to the poor. It has to do with showing kindness to those that are battling, to those that have needs. That's part of what pleases God. Don't you know it pleases God when people are fed, praise God, in our community? It pleases God when we as a church extend our hands. As a matter of fact, the scripture talks about that we can favor his righteous cause. And he has a righteous cause. His righteous cause is to feed the hungry. His righteous cause is to clothe the naked. His righteous cause is to visit those that are in prison. His righteous cause is to support missionaries around the world. And as a result of us favoring his righteous cause, he says he will take great pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Oftentimes prosperity is preached only on one side of the coin. But prosperity also has to do with us giving our lives as a sacrifice for others, for us sowing seed, for us praying, and for us showing kindness and being a blessing. God takes great pleasure in prospering people just like you and just like me that favor his righteous cause. And so that's one part of that verse in Hebrews 13, 15. The other part of this verse is the sacrifice of praise. God takes great pleasure in the sacrifice and in the praises of his people. When we were lifting up our voice in one accord this morning, when we were singing, God is good, amen, he is good to me, that gives God great great pleasure. In Psalm 69, in verse 30 and 31, thanksgiving pleases God more than any other sacrifice. In Psalm 69, verse 30 and 31, he said, I will praise the, the name of God with a song. Notice with me, our will must be involved in this. So I will praise him with a song. And I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Notice this in verse 31. This also shall please the Lord. Better than an ox, better than a bullock that hath horns and hoofs. See, in the Old Testament, to make atonement for their sin, they had to cover them by bringing an offering, a sacrifice. Well, we're no longer under the, new, the old covenant. We're in the new covenant. And our sacrifice, praise God, our lambs, if you will, is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Amen. Amen. Giving thanks to his name. One thing that you could do on a daily basis or regularly, you could discover some of the names of God. He revealed his names in the Old Covenant. He reveals his name in the New Covenant. One of his names is Jehovah Rapha. And that, of course, that's found in Exodus 15, 26, where he says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. And so how would you praise God about that? Well, it might just go something like this. Father, I thank you that Jesus is my Jehovah Rapha. 
by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I'm walking in divine life. I'm walking in divine health. I thank you, Lord, that I'm healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the Lord that heals me. You are the Lord that heals my family. You are the Lord that heals this nation. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And another one of his names that he reveals himself to us is Jehovah Shalom. What does that mean? He is our peace. It may just sound something like this. Thank you, Lord, that you are Jehovah Shalom. You are my peace. I'm full of peace. I don't have a care. I'm living my life carefree. I'm not living a life filled with fear. I'm living a life filled with faith. I've cast all my cares over on God, and he cares for me. I'm walking in the peace of God. I've got the woo, glory. I've got the peace of God that passeth all understanding. It's keeping my heart. It's keeping my mind through Christ Jesus. When all the world is going down, thank God I'm going up. Because the Prince of Peace is holding us up. Amen. And so that's just some of the ways that you can activate your spirit, especially in the morning. How many of you know sometimes in the morning, you got to get up by faith? I know some of you wake up like, woohoo, like this. But if you're like Brenda, it's not like that. And if you're like me, it's not like that. That's why the Bible talks about we've got to stir ourselves up. We, the inner man, needs to be stirred up. Now, the devil wants to shut us up. But oh, thank God we can open our mouth and we can sing a new song. We can sing praises unto him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So give thanks to his name. Psalm 34 says this. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Verse 3 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. We need to stop magnifying the problem. We need to stop magnifying lack. Stop magnifying Delta variant and Delta plus. Or whatever kind of thing that comes around. We need to stop magnifying that and start magnifying the Lord. And he goes on to say, And let us exalt His name together there's value in coming together there's value in not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together it should be done so much the more because the day is approaching what does that mean that means that Jesus is coming soon And we need one another and we need to come together and exalt his name. Not just one section, not just a few of the faithful few, but all of us lifting up our voice together. All of us shouting together. All of us praising together. Unitedly, on one accord, together, 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 we're together again, just praising the Lord. We're together again in one accord. Something good is going to happen. Something good is in store. We're together again, just praising the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Woo! Glory. Amen. Well, enjoy your day and have a great drive home. God bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The body of Christ in one accord. And then we are also to magnify his name individually as we cultivate a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving. It will literally enlarge our capacity to receive more from him. 
I believe that praise, thanksgiving, and worship are literally the door for more. And cultivation is not automatic. Cultivation is not meant only to be done in church, but it is purposely something that we must do every day of our lives. The Apostle Paul emphasized praise and thanksgiving to God. I want you to look at the book of Ephesians, and let's look at chapter 5 and see what he said about this. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 5, right down there around, I think it's verse 18. Well, verse 17. He said in verse 17, Wherefore, Amen. I'm in chapter 4. Verse 17, Wherefore, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So he tells us we need to smarten up. And then in the next verse, in the context of this, he says, and be not drunk with what? Wine. Wherein is excess, but rather than getting drunk on the spirits in this world... We should be drunk or filled with the Holy Spirit. And in the Greek, that literally means, but be being filled with the Spirit. That means be being filled with the Spirit must be done in a continuous sense every day of our lives. And then in verse 19, he tells us how. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing And making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God. And the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. One way to maintain the fullness of the Spirit is by a constant flow of thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give him thanks every day. Give him thanks for the food you eat. Give him thanks for the air you breathe. Give him thanks for the roof over your head. Well, I don't have a very nice home. Stop moaning, stop groaning, stop complaining, and thank God you got a roof over your head. Give him thanks all day long for anything and everything that he has done and is doing in your life. Hallelujah. Did you know it's one thing to get filled with the Spirit, but it's another thing to stay filled with the Spirit. Now, we leak. And that's why he encourages us to be being filled with the Spirit. Here's what happens. When you and I make this a way of life, when this is a lifestyle, it means when trouble shows up, praise is going to flow naturally. Because it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth will speak. It's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth will sing. We see this in the life of Paul. In Acts chapter 16 and verse 25, you realize and understand that Paul and Silas were thrown in jail. They were right smack in the da- smack dab in the middle of God's will. They had cast a demon out of a little girl that had a soothsaying spirit. And her masters got extremely upset because she made them much money. And the whole city got stirred up. And as a result, they threw Paul and Silas in jail. But notice what Paul and Silas did in jail. It said in verse 25, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and they weren't quiet about it. 
and the prisoners heard them. I declare to you this morning that Paul was praised up before he got locked up. <laughs> Hallelujah. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18 it says this, In everything give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God. Be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. While they were in jail, they praised God, not because of it, but in spite of it. You do not want to praise God just because, because you got a bad report from the doctor. You want to praise God in spite of it. They weren't glad to be in jail. They weren't glad to be locked up. But what was on the inside of them overcame what was around them. And so he says, in everything, give thanks. Well, they were in jail all right. But the jail wasn't in them. They did not have a prison mentality. They had a praise mentality. And they were prayed up and praised up before they got locked up. And there's a lesson here for us. We must stay prayed up. We must stay praised up before the trouble comes. So that when the troublemaker comes, we can trouble our trouble, praise God, with the high praises of God. Hallelujah. I like that, don't you? They were in jail, but what they had in them was greater than bars and shackles. And I submit to you that greater is He that is in you than the circumstance that you're currently in. Say with me, oh, greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. He's greater than sickness and disease. He's greater than poverty and lack. He's greater than oppression. He's greater than depression. The greater one on the inside of us, when we stir him up, when we live the kind of life I'm encouraging you to live in today, he rises up. And when God rises up, all of our enemies will be scattered. Oh, glory to God. Say it with me, let God arise. And his enemies be scattered. So get the picture. They're in prison. The shackles are there. The bars are there. But they lifted up their voice. And praise came out of them. And suddenly, I'm telling you, we serve a God of suddenlies. God can turn things around suddenly. God can give you a sudden breakthrough. Notice in verse 26, and read it with me. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. What you do in your midnight hour will not only affect you, but it will affect others around you. Moms, dads, what you do in your living room, what you do in your kitchen, what you do on your knees, what you do with hands lifted up, glory to God, it will affect those that are around you. It will affect your children. It will affect your children's children. It will literally change the very atmosphere of your home. Hallelujah. And though one may come against you, they'll have to flee before you seven ways. Amen. How we conduct ourselves in the midst of a test, whether it turns out to be a testimony or not, is more up to us than it is God. Because the power of God is already there 
to see us through. The power of God is already there to get us to the other side. But what are we going to do when the storm arises? What are we going to do when the floods come? It's up to us. As a doer of God's word and not a hearer only, you will act on what you know to do. You'll act on what God's word says to do. And God's word tells us to lift up our voice and to lift up our praises to him. And when this happens, the very presence of God and the power of God inhabits your praise. What that means is it comes down and settles down and sits in right in the middle of the storm. And he doesn't come in the middle of a storm to ride the storm through. He comes to us in the middle of the storm, just like he said to the storm when they were going from point A to point B. He rose up and said, peace, be still. Friends, I want you to know that the peace of God is available to us in the midst of the storms of life. If we'll just hear what we're, hear what we're hearing today and be a doer thereof. Amen? Amen. And so out of their praise came deliverance. The doors were open. The shackles were unfastened. I got a question for you. Do you have any doors that need to open in your life? Are there anything, is there anything that needs to fall off of you? Well, lift up your voice like they did. I'm going to say it again. Whatever circumstance you find yourself in, remember that the greater one is in you. And here's what I've discovered. That the more we give thanks to God, the more victory we will experience. I think it's 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven, where it says, But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, and I believe it's verse 14, he says, But thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph. Isn't that good news? He causes us to triumph. Yes, the test comes, but we can triumph in the middle of the test and come through the test as we give thanks to God. Hallelujah. Can we give thanks to God for about 10 seconds? I mean, together. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. Praise and honor and glory be unto you, both now and forevermore. Mm. Sometimes we think that, you know, we're waiting on God, but in reality, God's waiting on us. What does that mean? He's waiting on us to give him something to work with. Yeah, but God is God. He can do what He wants. He's sovereign. I understand. I know that. But you who have been in the Word and you have been fed faithfully for decades and decades, you have a responsibility to give to God what you know. And part of that is giving Him the sacrifice of praise. Amen? That's our responsibility. He watches over His Word to perform it. No Word, no performance. No praise, no performance. And so we need to make sure then that we are hearing God's word and doing it faithfully as a way of life. Praise God. I looked at my hallway upstairs yesterday morning and I said, you know, you haven't run up and down the hallway very much lately. We have a hallway in our house called Hallelujah Hallway. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to give her a run. Well, what are you running about? I'm running because I got victory. So I started on one end of the hallway and I ran. Just like this. I didn't run 100 miles an hour, but God was pleased with my running. You know, it might do some of you good to get up every morning and do a dance. 
I mean, come on, let's be honest about it. Some of you used to dance. Huh? Some of you, some of you used to really get down. Huh? Right? I don't know what your dance was, but I'm not talking about dancing in the spirit or dancing in the Holy Ghost. A matter of fact, some of you dance all night at some of those clubs and went to church the next morning as a deacon looking like this. It do some of us good to dance every day. Just like laughter. It would do good us good to laugh every day. The Bible says that a merry heart, what does it do? It does good just like a medicine. Dancing, laughing, rejoicing, praising is good medicine. It'll do your soul some good. Matter of fact, it will change your perspective. Why? Because you're getting over into the realm of the Spirit when you're doing that. Somebody says, well, I tried it and it didn't work for me. It doesn't work for triers. It works for doers, right? And I, I, I don't argue with you. Sometimes you've got to start out in the natural most of the time. You've got to start out in the flesh. But if you stay with it long enough, you'll get over in the Spirit. And that's why even sometimes when we're together and the Holy Spirit begins to move in such a way, in such a fashion, you may see several people dancing. You may even see some people take a lap. But what would it hurt you to get out of the aisle and maybe just do this? Huh? I mean, really, what would it hurt you just to, you know, fake a run? Just like, you know, run in place. Wouldn't hurt you at all. It'd help you. And you might just discover, starting out in the flesh, you end up in the spirit and you join Tony over there dancing in the Holy Ghost. Or you, you, you join Paul over there running around the building. Amen. I'm telling you what, things happen when we obey God. Things happened in this service already when we were singing, God is good. God is good. I looked at you. I saw your faces. Some of you came in sad. But when you started singing about God is good and you lifted up your hands and you lifted up your voice, your countenance changed. Why? Because laughing and dancing and rejoicing and praising changes the atmosphere in a church service. It'll change the atmosphere in your home. It'll change the way you see things. It will alter your perspective from living down below to living in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, somebody said, Pastor Mark, I can't praise God. I've got a frozen shoulder. Frozen soldier. uh, Soldier. Getting drunk up here myself. Glory. Frozen shoulders are a real thing. But I'm telling you what, praise and worship can unfreeze it. And a little physical therapy, right? Lifting your voice is a good thing. Rejoicing is always appropriate in the house of God. Rejoicing is always good in your own home. I'd rather rejoice than watch CNN. I'd rather rejoice than watch some of those other news networks. They're only going to tell you and they're only going to tell me what the problem is. Why should we sit around and listen to what the problem is when we already have 66 books of the answer? Come on, somebody. He is the truth. He is the life. And he is the way. The truth will set you free. The life of God will drive out death. And He will show you the way. He will show you how to live. He will show you to live this overcoming life in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. How many of you know that Abraham was a man of God? 
And Abraham knew what the language of faith was. The language of faith, my friends, is the language of receiving. It's the language of victory and praise and rejoicing will always accompany your faith. If you're trying to persuade me that you're in faith with a sour look on your face, you're not. Because faith and joy and faith and peace and faith and victory go together. Now notice what happened with Abraham in in Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. It says, as it is written, I've made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickens the dead. And he calls those things that be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope. God said, you're the father of many nations. When all natural hope was gone, he got rid of natural hope and he connected with supernatural hope, which is supernatural expectation. Abraham had this attitude. God said it. I believe it. I'm going to act on it and I'm expecting it to happen. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Verse 19, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body when he was about a hundred years old. Neither did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. Can't you see him going to the clinic? Sarah's pregnant, and they're thinking, Where's your grandson? Where's your granddaughter? What are you here for? Sarah's pregnant. Glory to God. And it happened as a result of him considering not his own body. Considering not her own body, now dead. Now notice the next verse. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, which was a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20, read it with me real strong. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong... but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. A man or a woman of strong faith will give glory to God at the promises that they have heard and they have received. Giving glory to God is another way of saying he praised God and he thanked God before Isaac was born. He had a promise, and he held fast to the promise of God. And he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Now notice in verse 21, read it with me. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Notice this phrase, fully persuaded. It's one thing to be partially persuaded. It's another thing to be fully persuaded. And for you and for me to stay fully persuaded, I can't consider the symptoms. I can't consider the deadness of this or the deadness of that. For us to be fully persuaded, we must continually feed on the promise which we have heard and then give God glory for it before it shows up. That is is faith. Thanking God ahead of time is faith. Thanking God before you can see it, feel it, hear it, touch it, or taste it. Thanking God before that pleases God. Oh, it gives God great pleasure when His children, when His sons and His daughters walk by faith and not by sight. So if I'm going to stay fully persuaded in my life, I need to stay full of the Word, and I need to stay full of the Spirit. And we found out one of the ways to stay full of the Spirit is by giving thanks to His name. Hallelujah. How many of you have got something you're standing on God's Word for? Well, let's give God praise before the manifestation. Come on. Give Him some praise today. Thank you, Lord, for the money. Thank you, Lord, for the money. Thank you, Lord, for the breakthrough. Thank you, Lord, for the finances. Thank you, Lord, for the kids coming into the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. 
And in verse 22, it says, And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now here's what I want you to see, verse 23. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. This is for us. Now, think about Abraham. Could he have given up? Could Noah have given up? Could you have given up? Oh, Roberts wrote a book years ago, a simple phrase, don't give up. Don't stop holding fast to the confession of your faith. Don't give up. But I'm sure Abraham, just like us, I'm sure he heard the enemy talking to him. Talking to him and and, and tempting him. And how many of you know the devil is a liar? And, And he will say things to us like, oh man, there's just absolutely no way. This is never going to happen for you. This is just a dead dream. This is just a dead vision. It must have been something you ate. Or it must have been just something you thought up. It must have been just this or just that. He is a big, fat liar. But we can shut him up and we can shut him down. Look at the message of Psalms 8 and verse 2. Nursing infants gurgle courses about you. Toddlers shout the songs that do what? That drown out enemy talk and silence atheistic babble. The Passion Translation says this. It says, You have built a stronghold by the songs of babies. Strength rises up the chorus of singing children. This kind of praise has the power to shut Satan's mouth. Next verse. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. (laughs) Woo, glory to God. I don't even have to ask you this morning, has the enemy been talking to you? But I think I will anyway. Somebody says, yeah, Pastor Mark, that's true, and I've been listening. Well, you better stop listening and start praising. Slap him down. Drown out all that enemy talk. It is an act of your will. In the book of Psalms, chapter 9, in verses 1 through 3, he says, I will praise thee, O Lord. And I'm going to do it with all my heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I like that phrase. I'm going to do it with my whole heart. In other words, I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to do this as an act of my will. I will do it with my whole being, with my whole heart. My body may not feel like doing it. But I am not my body. I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in this physical body. And so as an act of worship, I present my body unto God, which is my reasonable service. And no longer does my body tell me what to do and what not to do. I, the real me on the inside, I rule over my soul and I rule over my body. I make my body do its duty. I make my soul think the thoughts of God. I am not a helpless pawn listening to the lies and the deceits of the enemy I, my inner man, is strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
My inner man is the real me, and I feed my inner man the fuel that causes my inner man to be strengthened. And when I am strengthened, my body follows suit. When I am strengthened, my mind follows suit. I am not weak in the Lord. I am strong in the Lord, and I am strong in the power of His might. So when I praise God, I'm going to praise Him from my whole heart. I'm not just going to partially praise Him. I'm not just going to casually praise Him on Sunday or Wednesday. I'm going to praise Him from the rising of the sun till the going down of the same. For the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. I'm going to get my heart in this. I'm going to put everything that I have in this. For I love the Lord with all my mind, with all my heart, and with all my strength. He is mine. I am His. And He deserves my very best. He deserves praise from my heart. He deserves me to put my best foot forward every day of my life. He is worthy of my praise. He is worthy of my worship. He is worthy of my thanksgiving. You are Lord. You are King. You are high and lifted up and your train fills the temple. I'm not going to play around playing church. I'm going to lift up my voice. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to do it from my heart. With my whole heart, I will worship you. With my whole heart, I will praise you. Come on, saints. Let's give him some glory today. Glory to God. With all my heart, with all my mind, with all my strength, with everything I have. I may be 70 years old, but I still got a praise in my heart. I still got a dance in my feet. I still got a shout in my voice. Woo! Glory to God. With everything that I have, with all that is within me, I will bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And all that is within me, I'll bless your holy name. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in. Just because the wall stares me straight in the face, I'm not going to relax my hold on the Word of God. He has not relaxed His hold on me. He said, I will never leave you. I will never leave you without support. I am the glory. I am the lifter up of your head. And I'm upholding all the things by the Word of my power. Woo! With all my heart. With all my heart. I'm going to engage God with all my heart. I'm going to feed on God's Word with all of my heart. I'm going to serve God with all of my heart. I'm going to fear the Lord with all of my heart. With everything that is within me. With everything I have. My heart. My heart belongs to you. My heart doesn't belong to the spirit of this age. My heart does not belong to the spirit of this world. My heart does not belong to a sports figure. My heart does not belong to the latest movie. My heart belongs to you. And with all of my heart, I will live for you. I will shout for you. I will dance for you. I will preach for you. I will love you, Lord. Come on, saints. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. For Ningisama Tayende Ki Solomade, Ekalando Ki Sipanole, Ingishande Kupanade, Elebondere di Shematola, Efondo Ki Semataya, Ombre Ki Shemataya, Ombo Nise Kamataya, Ombre Ki Sepotondega, Golima Takilik, interpret that PT, Masokole. Because your praise is to be ever increasing because your praise is to be always increasing and never decreasing yes surround surrounded by the presence of God my word said happy yes. are the people whose God is the Lord there should be a difference between God's people Come on. and the other people. There should be a happy people. There should be a voice in the earth today. With songs of deliverance, they are surrounded. Yes. There are those that say, I will say of the Lord. Yes. He's my refuge. He's my song. 
He's my strength. Yes. He's my joy. Yes. Hallelujah. Surrounded by songs of this is the day. Yeah. Surrounded with songs of you are the way. Ha ha. Surrounded with songs of you are good. Yes. Oh, let it rise. Let it rise. Let it rise, church. Let it rise like an incense. Not occasionally, but every day. Hey, hey. Hallelujah. Always increasing, never ceasing. Uh-huh. A constant flow of the praises of God from your lips. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lord. Oh, oh. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. And it'll turn things around. Woo, it'll turn things around. You're not doing it to turn things around, but it will yes. turn things around. Just because. Yes. He's God. Amen. <laughs> Woo. When the high praises of God in you and through you do abound, it's what Pastor Tom just said by the Spirit, it will turn things around. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad. I will rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to your name, O thou most high. And when my enemies are turned back, they're going to fall. And they're going to perish at the very presence of God. Well, I've preached long enough, but this servant is servant is not service is not over yet. It's time for us all to stand and give him some praise and give him some glory. Glory to God. Glory to God.
place. Yeah. It came through the preaching of the word. And God is confirming his word with signs following right now. Yeah. There is a power force. Glory to God. And it's just like what happened in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It seems like some of you have been surrounded by the enemy. The lies have come and the attacks have come. But what did King Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel do when they were surrounded by all of these enemy armies? First of all, what did they do? God, they said, Lord, we don't know what to do. Our eyes are up on you. They prayed. They sought the Lord. They looked unto him. And the answer came. And the answer was, send the praisers out. Send the praisers out. Lift up the high praises unto me. Begin to declare, God is good. God is good. His mercy endureth forever. And when they began to march, you know, they started dancing. They started praising God with all of their might. You know what they did? They raised a hallelujah. And the result was not just that the enemy turned on each other and defeated each other. Woo! But I love this. Our spiritual father used to say this all the time. Prayer plus praise equals more than you can carry away. And the Bible says, woohoo! They were three days carrying up the spoils. Woo! Some of you are about to start carrying up the spoils. If you'll keep praising me, says the Spirit of God, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. Woo! And you're not going to just come out of this barely making it through. You're going to come out with more than you can carry away. one. Jesus rose up. Woo! And if you will rise up and raise a hallelujah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, hallelujah. I think you ought to go oh, ahead. <laughs> Stay right there. Stay right there. Woo! Praise God. Glory. Well, burden removing. Woo-hoo. Yoke destroying power is in this place yeah. today. There is an Thank anointing you, here this morning Thank you, Lord. to lift you up out of anything that's tried to hold yeah. you back yeah. or hold you down. There is an anointing for a restoration of vision. Thank you, Jesus. There is an anointing for those of us that are 70 and more to live in the power of of God's anointing. Brother Copeland says there's an anointing for the 80s, there's an anointing for the 90s, and there's anointing for on and on and on. And I've taken that. There's an anointing for me for my 70s. There's an anointing for you for your 30s, for your 20s, for your 40s, for your 50s. So whatever has been tried, 60s, 60s. (laughs) 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 (la
whatever your need is right now, receive the anointing in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing. Receive the restoration of your vision. Receive a renewal of joy. Receive, receive, receive. And now lift up your voice and shout. And thank God for the victory that is yours.